well. Holy Spirit, we thank you for leading us this morning in what you would have us accomplish. Now just give the Lord a hand clap. Wow. You may be seated. We don't forget the services. Some of you have wanted to learn impartation. You want it to be imparted to. We'll be having two services this week. And as the Spirit of God leads us, just come, bring your friends, bring your neighbors, bring whoever needs ministry. And it will be made available to each person that comes on Wednesday and Thursday night this week at 7 p.m. And it'll be on the web. You can just enter right in with us on the web. Uh, we're, we're shifting. The movement's shifting. Look at somebody and say, you look good in the shift. There's a lot of things the Lord is about to reveal to his people. And it was as if today the Lord this week said, go back and bring the people to where they are in my movement. He said, the movement has begun. Now look at somebody and say, are you in it? See, a lot of people keep looking for the new rather than living in the new. I'm going to say that one more time. A lot of people keep looking for the new instead of living in the new. You have to learn when God makes a shift to shift with him and just live with him. Walk with him. Walk with him in it. Walk as if he has already gotten you to your there. That's what faith's about. And September 2019, we shifted to living in a new era. Now, era is different from season. Era is a historical moment. That means we are living where history is being written again. Look at somebody and say, be a history maker. Yes, we have glorious history. We were discussing this week about the historical component of the Bible during the time Uh, that the Messiah walked here in the earth in flesh. And we have history after history. And how many of you are history people? You are history, you like history, you like to see. But you have to understand beginning of September 2019 and then at Passover, March 20th, a new historical era began. 
It was as if all of a sudden the historical Passover that got him out of Egypt, God said, I'm going to create a historical Passover for everyone in the world who wants to come out. Now, hear what I'm saying. They could choose to stay in Israel, in Egypt. They could choose not to go with the Israelites. There comes a moment where God says, and we must recognize those moments. On March 20th, 2020, he said, here's your Passover for the future. This whole era is a Passover era. You must choose to pass over. That's why understanding Passover becomes important on a daily basis. This is a new wineskin era. Now, Darts, I was having a conversation with several people this week. Peter wrote on new wineskins starting back in the 90s. And we started talking about new wineskin. There was a new wineskin that came in 1986. And that wineskin had to form around the prophetic because God was restoring the prophetic. A new wineskin began to form in 96 around the apostolic because God was restoring the apostolic. Now, as that wineskin has matured, and a wineskin will shift every seven years, and then usually what happens to any wineskin, it's not some new thing that's never happened before, but it is a better quality of what was. That's also what the word new means. And so every seven years, the wineskin has to go through a soaking of oil and a soaking of water to make it better quality to receive what God is pouring in. We are still in going on our fourth year of soaking. Look at somebody and say, but you're looking good. You look better than when we started soaking. In every new era, there is a new movement. Everybody say new movement. You are living in a new movement. You're not watching for a new movement. You are in a new movement. Tell somebody. Now, this era is about the voice that comes out of your house. Now, you keep it quiet, you don't say it, and you ain't going to get it. And I ain't talking name it and claim it. 
I'm talking about you changing an atmosphere by speaking into it. It's what the whole era is about. If God's calling you to be a billionaire, speak it into your atmosphere. And quit waiting for somebody just to write you a check. This is a supernatural era. It is not an era of understanding of knowledge. So you must be aware of the supernatural component of this era. And that supernatural is contending for rule in the earth realm. Now I'm saying it the way it needs to be said. The supernatural is contending for rule in the atmosphere. You're going to have to become supernatural and demonstrate the God you represent to rule starting in March 2020 and it will increase year after year after year after year. Put your hand right here and say, wake it up. Now, with that, one of my favorite passages, and Barbara Wintrouble had a gathering recently, and I spoke this. The voice of heaven, Psalms 19 says, the heavens declare the glory of God. He speaks, and his word goes around the lines of the earth. The voice of heaven is being released on the lines around the earth to connect your voice with your place of faith so that you say what he's saying. Somebody needs to jump up and get on a line. This is what it looks like from heaven. We're breaking open a portal. His voice is coming through. And you need to say, I'm getting under what's coming down. I don't want to be saying what I know this season. I want to be saying what I'm hearing. I know a lot. But that ain't going to get it unless I hear it, what needs to be heard, and speak it into the atmosphere. Now, this era is an era of war. This is what I think the body is resisting. We're still trying to worship the way we wanted to worship in the last millennium, and it is not going to work out for us, people. There are so much diverse sound within us, and God is really, we don't need to worship just the way we worship today. 
but somebody needed to in America. Instead of singing all the songs we know. Somebody needs to take us up, break open a hole so we get a new song. James, stand up. Tell him, go up, young man, go up. It's a war era. Quit resisting the war. Somebody asked me about warfare, Doris, I thought about you all week. Somebody asked me about warfare this week, and I thought, we have written 400 books on all that. (laughs) You're going to have to press in to get it. Now, yes, you can go back and find what has been recorded, but you're going to have to pull it in to the mess that you're straightening out today. We're not in the same war we were in in the 90s. We're not in the same war we were in in the first millennium decade. We're not in the same war we were in in the second millennial decade. We are in a new historical war era. Look at somebody and say, I'm going to win this. We're not even in a church era. We're in a kingdom era. Church is where we gather to fellowship and gain strategy. I don't even know what we're going to look like by 2026. But I know it's not going to be like last week. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I am not good at getting in the routine of religion. I'm no good at it. If you're looking for it, you ain't going to see it. I don't understand it. My brain doesn't get it. And my spirit rejects it. He could have never gotten saved if I walked in the conventional. And there are a lot of people out there that will never get saved if you keep trying to be last season's church. I had one girl ask me two weeks ago, why is it you love lesbians so much? I said, because God loves lesbians so much. She said, I've never felt love from anybody like I have felt from you. I said, it's not about me loving lesbians and God loving lesbians. Lesbians going to have to make a choice to love God. 
We all got to come into a new relationship. We are called to demonstrate love the way he demonstrated love. And sooner or later, somebody's going to say, if he can do that for her, he can do it for me. But Elaine, if you act like a raving fool out there, somebody can look and say, well, I can act worse than that. And trust me, there's always somebody that can be worse than you. That's what my mother used to tell Keith. There's always somebody you're going to run into that's worse than you are. Now, we are not here to protect us from the worst that's out there. We are here to activate us to go out into it. Now, here's something else you need to know. See, the enemy is fighting for the rule. He must do something in this new historical era to stop your faith. And the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy what you were meant to enjoy. I haven't been with my daughter much because they've been in California for a while now. And she flew in. She was flying in for my birthday. She couldn't get here, so she flew in this weekend. And we were spending time the first night after I picked her up from the airport. And she said, you, you're different. What has happened to you? I said, four and a half years ago, God delivered me. The Spirit of God came down and delivered me. Amen. She said, now this is... Rebecca, who lives in California, she said, tell me about that. And I did. That's what's happening in you. You are changing and becoming a new weapon being formed for today. You are not a musket gun in an atomic season. Now, understand that. You're going through changes whether you want to or not. Michelle, wherever you are, you're going to sing that song over us at the end. You don't have to sing it with with instruments. You're just going to get up here and sing. You are changing. This month is about transforming change. You need to be listing everything in your life you're resisting. I get up every morning and list that when I feel that thing in me, I write it down and say, here it is, Lord. 
I, I, I've got this thing. I don't want to. I don't believe something. And I lift it up and say, I ain't taking a step till you work it out of me. And sometimes I have to get up at three in the morning to get it worked out. Listen, he's changing us. He's moving with us. And here's the other scary thing. You're being correlated and positioned into a new creative enforcing kingdom troop that is arising. So look at somebody next to you and say, shape it up and get in it. It is just as important that Robin changes as it is that I change. Therefore, it gives me the compassion to pray for her daily that she can lift her list up to the Lord and say, do it. Just do it, Lord. Because if we don't do that, you're going to stand in front of the enemy and he's going to do it. He can't do anything unless we give him the resource to work with. That's what John 8, says. The only thing the enemy can use is what you are holding on to as his resource. Now, here's something else that's happened. This is what Barbara's gathering was about. New prophetic wells are being activated. And you're going to have to let it rise up. You're going to have to let the debris get out of it. And it is a well of revelation that he's going to make people thirsty for. This isn't just about you. He's creating a thirst in people out there. And you're going to have to be the water cup. Now, here's something else I want you to remember. This year is the war for divine recovery. Now, we sent out this week what the war for next year will be. You need to say, I'm not missing a moment till I get equipped to go into that war. And in this year of divine recovery, we have to open up new supply routes. And God's working with all of us. You are a new sharp threshing instrument that can pry open a seal that has been sealed from last season. You are a hot fire that can melt a seal and make it pour out. You are a mighty drill that can drill deeper through a hard pan than they drilled last season. Robert said... What do you have any direction for Sunday? I said, no, other than I have to do something. 
There's certain Sundays you can't be taught. You have to be activated and motivated. Say it activated, motivated, so I demonstrate something. You might run into me out there this week and you might be the one God's calling to demonstrate. Now, with this new era, we are breaking old cycles. We're making new cycles. See, a new wineskin is not just doing away with everything in your life cycle that's happened. It's bringing everything into its better quality. And with that, we're aligning heaven and unlocking earth. Now, here's five keys for divine recovery. If we're in a war of divine recovery, you want to know. How do I get there? You've got to gain revelation. Some of you just need to get down and ask a simple question to the Lord and say, tell me something. And I'll take it any way you give it. Revelation means you need to have something uncovered so that you can understand the world in light of who you were meant to be today. Today, the 60s were bad. The 70s were bad. Houston crashed in the 80s. Quit looking at all that. It's you that's becoming new so you understand how to impart the kingdom into whatever's going on. There will always be something going on. Now, you've got to understand God's first principle. A lot of people like it when just a scripture illuminates to them. But there are first principles you need to build in you. When those are built, and then God speaks and uncovers the scripture, all of a sudden it's like the core nuclear kicks in. And the only way that stays primed is through your giving and celebration. You've got to understand being aligned. That's why we go through all this effort about being aligned. See, the first principle causes you to understand covenant alignment. Abraham had all of that that he gained from war and he stopped in Jerusalem, Salem, and went to Melchizedek and gave to him first before he did anything else. It's not about tithing. And he knew once he did that, God would meet him.
You don't give to pay a bill. You give so next week your conscience is expecting God to do something. When Abraham got back, God revealed to him himself after he gave to Melchizedek Melchizedek as the possessor of heaven and earth. And when Abraham got back, God came down and made covenant with him. He said, you just broke all limitation off you. I'm going to be backing you now. Now, that's the thing. You want God backing you. See, it's not about covering. It's not about some apostle telling you what to do. It's about you just knowing you got a hook somewhere that is more legitimate than you. Look at somebody and say, there's always somebody out there that's got more going on for them. Now, there's always somebody out there worse than you, and there's somebody out there that God, there's a principle of the Lord. He will lead you to somebody who can help you better than you. You've got to find those people in your life. And faith is not floating out there. Faith is where you're standing in time and place. You're hearing what's coming off that line and you're decreeing it and watching it form. You can walk in favor. Now, there's not a one of you here that can't walk in favor. There's not a one of you that can't walk in favor. But you're going to have to believe that God is favoring you. And then... Jesus said this to us, if you're going to recover, you've got to get more shrewd than the world around you. You're going to have to learn that you're going to have to be more shrewd than that strong man who's got your goods, and you're going to have to go in and get it from him. Now, this is what today's about. A new movement has begun. Tell three people, a new movement has begun. And Robert, I got plenty you can teach us from this. Therefore, we want to understand this movement as we step in it in faith. You don't want to step back and try to let the movement get settled before you jump in it. Every move of God, I've been in. Uh, Manny's parents said, he, when he got here, he said, I've been hearing about you since the 80s and you doing some of the stuff you've done. 
Think about it. And he said, and I've, I've wanted to see. That's been 40 years. And all I've done is not stay back here. When something starts moving, I just jump in it. And say, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where this is going to take me. I don't know how this is all going to work out. But I tell you what, back here, I'm not staying. Now, Peter has a wonderful book that he wrote on, nine, on, on the 19 paradigms that shifted in his thinking. Every time you jump in something, you're going to start thinking differently. <clears throat> now, let's look at the movements. I made a list of a few for you. There was a movement from Passover to promise. First of all, there was a timing that God had promised Abraham would happen, and the people got so messed up, they created a movement. It says the people cried out, God heard their cry, remembered his covenant with Abraham, and came down. And he said, okay, you got loud enough for me to start moving you. That's how God works. Sometimes you have to get loud enough for Him to move you. And it then still took them in that movement 40 years to get to where He wanted them to get to in 15 days. Look at somebody and say, we ain't doing that one. There was a movement from Moses' tabernacle to David's tabernacle. And at that point, you didn't want to keep living in Moses' tabernacle or worshiping that way. There was a movement from David's tabernacle to temple worship. God created it with Solomon. And then he tore it down. And then he rebuilt it. He can still do all that today. He can tear down the last season's movement and rebuild it some way. It was a 400 years from that temple to John the Baptist creating a new movement. John had a wineskin. The only way you could get in it was to go out and look what his wineskin was. He fasted all the time. He ate crickets and all those things, locusts. He wore that rough camel stuff. That was a movement. But anybody that wanted to shift had to go get in it. 
You can't pick and choose your movements. Or you'll miss them all. If you pick and choose everything you like and don't like in the manifestation of God, you ain't going to end up getting nothing. And yes, I know grammar, but I want to make a point. (laughs) Then all of a sudden, God is working on this new movement by coming down to earth, impregnating by the Spirit in a, a virgin and coming forth as man so man could see him. And all of a sudden, the Trinity aligned and the Father said, let's go, son. Create another new wineskin. Go out to where John is. You jump in that movement. And then from that movement, let's go to another movement. Now, A movement has begun. I can't tell you how to get in it. I know how I'm getting in it. I know the changes that had to happen in March of 2020 in my life. Because God met me. And said, ooh, we got some things to work out, buddy. To get you ready for the next movement. Now, you need to just throw your hand up and say, here I am, Lord. From John the Baptist and that baptism... Jesus said, I'll get in that one so I can bring forth another one. You, sometimes I think we don't understand about people getting baptized. Sometimes you're being baptized into the next move of God. And that is all through the word of God. It's not something where you get baptized and get the Baptist card. Every new movement, there is a baptism that comes spiritually and a lot of times physically. Then, for three years, it was a movement that Jesus had to create in the earth realm. They didn't get it. Two of John's disciples says, we're going to go with that movement. It was only two of them. John even questioned the next move of God. That's normal. You're just going to have to determine. Well, I see enough going on that I'm just going to go with it. And that's what Jesus finally told John's disciples. Go back and tell him that even if he doesn't think I'm the one that he paved the way for anymore, 
tell him that everything he prophesied, I'm doing. And all you got to do is just get in something that is manifesting in a new way. Better than what it was manifesting in the last way. And right before he died, he looked at his disciples. See, there had to be a shift from being taught to being sent. The disciples, one taught, had to become the apostles, one sent. And that was a whole three and a half year period. And then, right before he died, he looked at him and he said, how long am I going to be with you? You guys are really slow on the uptake. Then, there had to come a movement from the apostles where all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit took over. Jesus was leaving. I remember the first time I ever said that to the Baptist deacons and the deacons. I said, but... They said, we don't want to get into all that Holy Spirit. And I said, well, he's the only one down here. <laughs> How are we not going to get into him? Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. He left him here for us to get into and for him to get into us. Poor Pam. I mean, you know, just was hard on her. The mess I stayed in most of the time. Till she got delivered. Then they darts, I never will forget it. The deacons came to her and said, Christians can't have a demon. She said, that thing was not sitting on my shoulder. It was down so deep in me, it had my eggs in case for the future. I never will forget her saying it. Then all of a sudden, she was in trouble with me. I loved it. You know, that's the way a movement works. People have to get in it. And keep moving. So, the apostles had to go from a point of having the last one who created the movement to having his spirit guiding them in the next movement. And that movement was going to lead us into the ecclesia that we're still moving in. The church. But it's not the church the way we think it. It is the governing power of the kingdom here in the earth realm. 
And if this is a kingdom movement, you're moving from church to you to now. And all of a sudden, you've got to take it forth some way. Now, I want to end with this. You can look at Acts chapter 1. Because why do we have Acts? Well, we can go back and read it and know that all the first principles that happen, God gave it to us as history for us to activate in 2023. If you have cessation thinking in your bloodline, you need to root that thing out of you. Some way or another. It it didn't get me. And it was because I had a grandmother who was Baptist who would say, do those the Spirit of God that is working through your grandpa's Pentecostal brothers and sisters is real. Don't let any church convince you that the Spirit that is working in them is not real. So from then on, it didn't matter what church I went to. Because I was going to look for the Spirit that was working. And we tried them all. I, I drug Keith to the Methodists. They didn't baptize. They, they sprinkled. I said, that ain't going to help him. I drug him to one big Baptist church, and I could tell right there, they didn't have what was going to help him. I mean, I find, I drug him to 16 different places telling them that he had to be baptized. <clears throat> and they said, well, that isn't what saves you. I said, I know that, but he's got to start somewhere for the sake of the world. You need to have people in your life that'll drag you to the water if you won't go. And some of you, you, you think Holy Spirit ain't going to have you drag somebody? He, Holy Spirit, he had one group tear off a roof and throw the guy down in it. You gotta get you gotta get in it. I don't know what else to say. That's what the movement's about. Just get in it. You're gonna have to God's gonna tell you something to do and you just gonna do it. It was this long line this week. It was hot. I had to have, I, I went in and I had three waters in my hand and then I had two bags of ice. I was about to drop every bit of it and this guy was in front of me and he had one of those drinks, those cow things that make you, and
And he said, you should have not gotten that ice and stood in line because it could be melted by the time you get up there. I said, no, I'm going to pay for the whole line. Get in front of me. And I did. I said, we fixing to move this line into a new movement. It was a movement at Quick Trip. Now I'm telling you, you can create a movement. That guy then said, well, since you bought my drink, let me carry your eyes out to the car. I said, it's a movement. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a couple of verses and I'm going to just give you a list. And then I'm, I, we're going to activate this. Because we, we just didn't start moving. Look at somebody and say, I don't know how you're going to move, but you're going to move this way. Look at... <laughs> Cook and Rebecca are creating a movement in the strip clubs. You just got to know what movement you're going to move with. Verse 3 of chapter 1. To these men, the first account I made was a continuous report. Everybody say a continuous report. Once a movement begins, it needs to get a continuous report going. That's where you come in. You're going to have to keep saying, this is what the movement's doing through me. It was a continuous report about all the things that Jesus began to do and teach. Until the day when he ascended. There comes a time where you're it. Now, poke somebody next to you and say, you're it. Until the day when he ascended to heaven, after he had by the Holy Spirit given instruction to the apostles. Remember, he had to bust through the closed locked door to breathe on them to get them in the movement. He will come after you to get you in the movement. If some of you and some of you out there on the web, wherever you're listening, think he won't come after you, he will come after you. Because he's got a movement for the future. And remember he blew on them. And they shifted from being disciples to apostles. And then they unlocked the door and went out. 
To these men, he also showed himself alive after his suffering in Gethsemane and on the cross by a series. Quit wondering that Jesus was some myth. It is historical. If nothing else, you can get that. It is recorded what he did, how he demonstrated. How he suffered on the cross. And he showed himself alive after his suffering in Gethsemane and on the cross by a series of many infallible proofs and unquestionable demonstrations appearing to them over a period of 40 days. That was part of the movement. And talking to them about the kingdom of God. Now that's what he left with us. Now let me say these things. First of all, know the object of your movement. You got to know who you are moving with and what you represent. I mean, there's lots of movements out there. And some of them are necessary. Martin Luther King led a very necessary movement. Uh, the strike that's going on in California has real legitimate movement about it. There are lots of movements, but you got to know what it is that you're moving with. And who is head of your movement? I know who's head of my movement. You have to, in this movement, because we had to settle that, God the Father, Elohim, Adonai, Jehovah, Sidkenu, Shema, who came invited in man to demonstrate himself through the Messiah, the Anointed One. That's the movement I'm in. Because I embraced him and brought him into me. Amen. Therefore, I'm allowing him to move through me. That's the movement I'm in. And with that, he dwells down here. It's a mystery in man, and we all have access to his spirit the third person of the Trinity to demonstrate through us. See, every movement has a suffering about it, but it's got a resurrection about it. It's got a report about it. 
It has to have many infallible proofs and unquestionable demonstrations. Robert was teaching on miracles way back, about 30-something years ago. And it was this girl in front of me at the teaching, and she had a horrific headache, and she was just popping Tylenol from everybody she could get it from. Well, by the end of his teaching, she jumped up and she said, it's a miracle, my headache's gone. <laughs> I said, well, that's not too infallible after you took a half a bottle of Tylenol. Listen, people, miracles, you have to see them and you know that only God came in there some way. Now, they're happening all around you all day long. I looked at somebody the other day and said, that was a miracle. Only God could have done that. It's not just about healing. Our limbs growing out. Robin was a miracle when she had the wreck, car wreck. You have to recognize the miraculous around you supernatural. But every movement has infallible proofs and unquestionable demonstrations. Every movement, and you find this in the Word of God in Acts as you keep reading, they had communion for the next 40 days. There was this continual communion going on. That's why there's house churches and groups and you can come Wednesday night and Thursday night. We have all these women's group and houses of Zion. And Remember, they brought everything they had, and they gave it, and the Bible says, and then none of them want it for anything. Because God can multiply the fish and the loaf. I had 20 people come this week needing help. You helped multiply the fish and the loaves. Jesus said this, and I do want to show you this because a lot of people are confused about this baptism thing. Because he said, I am bringing a new type of baptism. John baptized with water, but you're going to be baptized, empowered, and united with Holy Spirit. And it took both. In one way of doing it, it had to transfer into the next movement. And then he ascended. Now I want you all to stand up. He went up and he said, Ooh, look what I've got left down here. 
put your hand on somebody and say, you're all he's got today to work with. He said, now I'm going to give gifts to mankind. Now I've already gone down to hell and I have faced hell off and I've taken hell's keys but you all I've got to work with and I'm going to have to give you gifts to enforce what I just did. And then that's going to have to be passed on generation after generation after generation after era after era after era into the history for today. He said, I'm going to give some to be apostles. I'm going to give some to be prophets. I'm going to give some to be teachers. I'm going to give some to be pastors. I'm going to give some to be healers. I'm going to give some to be miracle workers. I'm going to give some to be administrators. I'm going to give some to be tongue speakers and then some to interpret those tongues and then with Holy Spirit down there if they'll let him he can manifest in them anytime look at somebody and say anytime look at somebody and say anytime and anywhere Now again, touch somebody and say, you it. Look at them and say, you are the movement. You are the movement. Now, Father, I loose these people into the movement that has begun. Let's give a shout and thank God. Shout again. Bless somebody. Michelle, sing something over us to send us out into the movement of change ahead. Here we go. Take it. Only believe, God says only believe, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains, only believe that you can do exactly what he said you could do. Only believe that what he put on the inside of you can come to fruition. If he said it in his word, then he can do it through you. I always say I am conduit. Lord, flow through me and come do it. <laughs> I am conduit. Lord, flow. 
through me so you can demonstrate your glory so we lift our hands God and we say we're available and do us with power from on high let the rivers flow again oh. let the bowls tip over us again let your glory be revealed in us again so that the harvest the harvest it's all about the harvest so that they will see your glory they will see your glory and they will come run and say what must I do what must I do what must I do what must I do to be saved pour out from your well begin to stir up that well on the inside of you and begin to pour it out everywhere you go and for those of you that think you're not worthy God says everything you've ever needed I already put it on the inside of you ah. it's already inside you he says I don't care if you've been walking with me 50, 60, 70 years I still want to use you yeah, yeah. I'm telling you I'm telling you I still want to use you I have need of you in this hour yeah yeah he says there is something that I put in you that a harvest needs to hear they need to hear your voice he says don't be silent you have a voice and it's important you have a voice and it's important you hear me on this side of the room God is talking to you he says you have a voice and you've been silent too long he says but I've come this is your day this is your hour I've come for you and those on the web he says I've come for you too yeah yeah you've been laying in your place of infirmity for too long he said take up your bed and walk cause I have need of you I have need of you and some of you are supposed to be doing miracles signs and wonders but you said God I need a miracle in my body he says as you release as you release as you release he said I'm gonna do it in you I'm gonna do it for you and I'm gonna do it through you yeah 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 Whoa. we lift our hands and we receive As Michelle began to sing, I kept seeing like these oil wells. I've done a lot of work up in North Dakota and oil wells all over. And sometimes through those oil wells, there's a, a fire that's released and they're burning off the excess oil. And what I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that in this hour, there's excess 
that he is getting ready to release from you. That that's been stopped up, God said, now it's time for the excess to be ignited and to be released in the atmosphere. You are not where you were. And all that that you thought was uh, did not exist, God said it's been building up the pressure inside that well and now the excess is about to be ignited by the Spirit of God and there is a release. Get ready to burn with the fire of God in a new way. We say burn, 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 burn. Blow, breathe on us again, God. Burn, 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 burn. Burn off the excess, Lord, so we can be ignited in a new way, in a new way, in a new way, in a new way. We don't want to look the same. We don't want to speak the same. We don't want to walk the same. Burn, burn, burn. And I heard the Lord say, he's the God of more than enough. And there's more than enough on the inside of you. There's more than enough to do everything he has called you to do. And so God is breaking off those old limited mindsets. And he said, now it's the time for all of that excess that's been building up on the inside of you. That all that time saying, well, I think I can. I'm not sure if I can. God says, let the excess begin to be ignited because there's more than enough to do all that he's called you to do. More than enough to heal the sick. More than enough to open up resources for the finances to come in. More than enough to restore broken relationships. He's the God of more than enough. And he says this today, I'm releasing and igniting the more than enough anointing through you. Jaira, he's more than enough. Ah, Jaira, Jaira, he's enough. So you're enough. Say it to your neighbor. Say, he's enough. So I'm enough. He's enough. So I'm enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just lift up your hands. Barbara, you stay right here. She's dressed for the fire. Father, we thank you more than enough. Just speak it into the atmosphere. More than enough. All of you on the web, in your home, wherever you're watching it, speak it into your atmosphere. He is more than enough. So I am more than enough. His movement is more than enough. As a people, we desire to be in that movement. So, Father, we thank you. The movement has begun. That you've invited us to be in that movement with your spirit. We honor that movement. We desire to flow, to submit, to be activated, anointed in that movement. If you agree, say amen.
Amen. Remember this week, Wednesday night, Miracle Center at 7 with Keith. Thursday night, Miracle Center with Ann Tate. We've got Head of the Year. You can register for that. And Christmas in July. Chad, is that right? The B-hole has Christmas in July, so you're going to want to learn more about that as well. Y'all have a great week. Get moving in the movement.